This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. Today is the day you're hearing this. I don't know. Hey, you know guys, check this. your it's phone. Like next Thursday? What is this next is Thursday? It's the 29th. It's the 29th. It's fucking leap day. It's the 29th. It's leap day. Leap day, guys. How awesome is that? It is mail it's mailbag. We haven't day. done a mailbag mail or a mail day. segment in a long time. So we're doing a mailbag day. And we, you know, this is the fifth Thursday of a month. So we figured every fifth Thursday, if there's a fifth Thursday, we might as well put something out there. And so we're deciding to do a mailbag this time around. Can I just tell you, Leap Day should be a fucking federal holiday. No, I take that back. Leap Day should be an international fucking holiday. It's Leap Day. I agree. It's only every four years. Everybody just, should just, everybody gets the day off. Everybody. Firefighters, your house catches on fire, not a Leap Day. Sorry. Sorry. Fuck you. You get sick. No surgery Jump your ass out of there. <laughs> Leap Day, the earth, everybody just stops. We all just nap Everybody the whole stops day. For one, every four years, I don't think that that's a big right. ask. You know what I mean? Like, I really just don't feel like that's a big ask. I feel like everybody should just say, you know what? We're all off That's today. it. And then nothing works. Like, you can't even watch TV because there's nobody there. Just, it's all it. off. You wake up on leap day, you're like, meh, no sense in that. You go back to sleep. Every four, yeah, leap day is the purge, right. too, because there's no cops. <laughs> so we just do a purge just- day, too. <laughs> Actually, no, the more I talk about it, the more I don't like it. sounds terrible, actually. I never mind. I take that yeah, back. Yeah, it, it should like be an absolute awful thing. It should yeah. be a holiday. Well, see, so let's go through some uh, let's go through some email. Yeah, sure. This one is uh from Stoned Banana. He says, Hey guys, hearing a discussion about people's morals and the way that they vote, I can't help but think of why they may be voting based on their morals due to the way talking heads and politicians on the right have described the opposition to the left. For decades, the discussion has been framed more and more on those to the left being evil and immoral, and the majority on the right believe in a punitive form of punishment, both from our justice system and their religious beliefs. So it doesn't follow that they see the LGBT, non-religious, and the more liberal community that supports them as observing of that mistreatment and shunning by society. Through the cloud of cognitive dissonance, this can extend to those they get along with in public, and even those they befriend, like Tom has discussed, regarding the religious friend he asked whether he thought Tom was evil, and deserving of hell in his kitchen. Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I think that's something that we've noticed for years is that their language is the thing that is sort of pushing them. And I think it is, it is something that's influencing how they see other people. And I think we've talked about this with religious people demonizing people. We've talked about it in the last episode when we talked about 
or maybe it's in the upcoming episode. I'm not sure because I don't know exactly when things are releasing, but you know, the way they've demonized trans people too. So, you know, I think that, I think you're definitely onto something. I think that it is, it's embedded in that language. Yeah, a, a thousand percent still, man. There, there's an, there's an intentional, violent rhetoric in the otherizing of people that comes from the right that is strategic and not accidental. And it, it does absolutely yeah. frame the argument as a, as like, as really a good versus evil framework. And if you have yeah, a good versus sure. evil framework, nobody's decided that they're on the side of evil today. Nobody right, wakes right. up and chooses evil today. So yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the also, we've talked about this in the past too, Tom, that very often, I think these people are looking for a good versus evil opportunity to, uh, to pop up in their life. And they, since they've cosplayed this for years in their own minds about, you know, this is a good versus evil world. I'm an angel versus devils. Yeah. I'm a God warrior, whatever. They've cosplayed this enough and built this up enough in their head. They've got to find people that fit the opposite bill yeah. so they can have this dirty, hairy, like scenario that pops up in their head where they're like, you feel lucky punk, yeah, you know, yeah. and they shoot them with their feathered <laughs> wings or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what angels do, but whatever, whatever they do, they look they, at them with their, and then they have a God war. Yeah. They have a fight with a demon or whatever. Uh, this one comes from uh, Matthew. Matthew says, glory, old guys, just, this is Matt number one, this by is the a, way, Matt number one, forgive me. OG Matt, Matt number one. Uh, and this is yeah. OG Matt. I know this name. Um, and and Matt's been listening since I think before we started recording. So long time. <laughs> Glory, old guys, just listening, just listening to the episode where Fox News says untruths. I just realized there's one person you never speak about, and that's Rupert Murdoch. What does he get out of having Trump in charge? Well, he gets to pay, what is it, three quarters of a billion dollars for uh for trying to keep Trump in yeah, charge. He get by spent by spreading lies about Dominion voting machines, that's one thing he gets for sure. Out for of that. sure, what Rupert Murdoch gets, Matt, I think, is he gets a Republican in charge who will keep his tax base low and the loopholes wide for billionaires. Oh, uh, and oh, but Rupert Murdoch gets so much more time. Rupert, Rupert Murdoch gets nonstop coverage yeah. of a guy he knows gets people in the That's seat in front of true, his dude. television That's program. That's true. He gets ratings. So Rupert Murdoch gets whoever, whatever asshole yeah. took over fucking Tucker Carlson's position and whatever asshole took over some other person's position and whatever bobblehead person he has doing his Fox and Friends shit in the morning, they're yep. going to spend their time talking about Trump the entire time he's in office and everything he does. And when he's not in office, they're going to talk about him too. And he gets a ton of play with everybody who's watching Fox. Now, there are some hardcore MAGA people who don't like Fox News because they think it's propaganda. Um, they're right, but they're right for the wrong reason. <laughs> um, they are right in the sense that it is propaganda. They're wrong in the sense that they think that other stuff isn't know, propaganda right? <laughs> when it is. Um but but there there's there is also still a group I think of moderate and pretty far right leaning Republicans that will follow Trump on that call, yeah, watch the entire time, and be glued yeah. to the set. And he gets a lot. He out does, of that. man. It's a it's it. He gets the best possible circus. That's what he gets for his circus show. This is a Patreon comment. This is comes from Wartime Conciliary. Hey Tom, I'm a research librarian. It's worse than you think. Oof. So much quality information, often the real, real research is hidden behind big-time paywalls that only universities like mine can afford. This is even worse for medical information. I'm actually doing research 
on how the Wu hucksters are citing information, but they take it out of context or just outright lie about the information in the real research article. Plus, we devalue expertise so much these days, and people aren't immersed in these subjects to know the full scope of the subject that they're looking at, so they will very often mis misinterpret what they read. Your point about intellectual humility is so important. Well, I don't remember my point about intellectual humility, Cecil. Oh, I'm sure it was great. It was brilliant, great point, Whatever it was. Fucking crushed it. Was it was brilliant. It was on January 2nd we got this message. So this was a long I time ago. I wouldn't have remembered but January think, 3rd, though. Like, because I have... I think, <laughs> I think the important piece of this is mentioning the, uh, the paywalls. Yeah, man. You know, big universities. You know, there is a thought when you think about research, how it should be available, but there really is a academic paywall that catches a lot of these things, you know, journals and things like that. In fact, Tom, you and I wound up hiring someone to help us with some research for citation needed articles that we wanted to find. So Tom and I reached out to someone who was a listener to the show and we said, hey, would you want to be a research assistant for us and we'll pay you money to do research. We'll provide you with topics and then you find things that are more than just Wikipedia articles because Wikipedia articles suck for yeah. reading stuff. They're just not good. And very often, uh, the person who we hired found a bunch of stuff that was multimedia or they found articles that were long form written in places like the Atlantic or, you know, Vogue or something or Esquire with a big long form article. You could get a really interesting perspective on something that you're writing a story for. Uh, but there was also times this person had found journal articles that I seriously, it was labyrinthian for me to try to get these articles through my own. And at the time I was working at a university with a research ability to go in and get, but the ability to even just request these journal articles through multi-library loan was arduous and hard. And in one case I gave up because it was just like, I can't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to spend three hours of my time trying to figure this out. It's not worth doing the article right. on it. Yeah. And the, 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 the university system that safeguards or, or protects or paywalls or whatever it is, this information, they're not doing any favors to the rest. Like I, I get sort of like guarding what you've paid for to a certain degree and wanting to make sure, sure, sure. I understand that yeah, impulse. Yeah. I do. Yeah, no, I get like it. Gatekeeping yeah. sometimes isn't Gatekeeping isn't always bad, right? There are times when gatekeeping makes sense or is sure. necessary. I guess what yeah. I'm trying to say. But the problem is it doesn't stop the information from leaking out poorly. And that's, I think, the heart of this comment is like we still end up getting information based on like a bad abstract reading or we still end up getting like yeah. shitty news articles, you know, based on like, you know, some like press release bullshit and the, the actual right. juice is so hard to get to that it makes quality journalism almost inaccessibly difficult. This story comes from Colin. Quick caveat, this happened in the 80s, Boise, Idaho. You recently posted a segment that mentioned a crack pipe in a fast food meal. That brought me back to when we found a tooth in our package of donut holes that we bought from Albertsons. Mm. Come on now. No, it did not look healthy. We never bought baked goods from that particular bakery again. <laughs> Let me just say that growing up in Idaho was weird. Jesus Holy Christ, shit. Dude, could you imagine? Dude, if there was a tooth in my food, I would just molar? never eat food again. Oh, 
I know, like I would be so done with eating food literally forever. Also, it's in a thing that has to get baked. So it not only got mixed, but some dude was like, or whatever, someone was leaning over a mixing bowl and their fucking toofuses fell out into the bowl. And they were just like, I ain't taking no. that out. <laughs> yeah. If, if the fuck, because you know when your own tooth falls out of your mouth. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's just like, well, that done means that's a mixing tooth. That one stays in the bowl well, now. That's I'll tell you what, I'll go there tomorrow. I'm going to open it up. There'll be a quarter in there from the tooth. <laughs> Fuck that running. Absolutely not. No kidding. Absolutely not. Yeah, I you never went back to Albertsons. I'd never eat anything ever again. I would just become one of those like breatharians, you know, that just, <laughs> that's why I'd be like, whatever. Like I'm not eating fucking other people's teeth. Like, I'll die, but yeah. I'm not eating other people's teeth. This story's from Mike. Mike says, first of all, thanks so much. It's not a story. It's a, it's a message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike says, uh, first of all, thank you so much for what you do. I work as a rural mailman in Minnesota, which allows me to, unlike many jobs, continue to keep myself informed by listening to news and podcasts while I work and choose which ones I get to listen to. Yours has consistently allowed me to stay mentally stimulated while I work, I discovered your podcast about three years ago. So there's also years of content I haven't gone through. So you may have covered the topic already, but if not, I'm going to suggest it. The topic is NoFap and the community that has come up around it. I could provide links if you're unfamiliar, but I doubt it's something that hasn't come up on someone's radar in the skeptical community. I feel you guys could do this ridiculous movement, some rational and hilarious. We really should. We really should. And this is, this is one of those toxically masculine areas of the internet that I think deserves someone to take a look at it. And what we should do is maybe for one of the long form um, times, and it's interesting that it's a long form time for, for NoFap, but long form time, <laughs> we should take a look at it and see if we can go over a few articles that talk about that particular area. Because this is, uh, this is one of those areas that people go after disaffected youth ma males and they try to convince them of something that, you know, isn't backed by science, but is going to get that, that disaffected youth to follow them and possibly buy into whatever they're selling them. Yeah, I, I think this, we should do this. I, I don't know enough about the NoFap movement or community, and I, I don't want to speculate until I read more. I think there's probably some pretty good scholarly shit on this. We should look into this. This is a great suggestion. This one comes from David. David says, hey, guys, just crunch some quick numbers about that gold toilet. The average weight of a toilet is 85 pounds. The average density of porcelain is 146.70. <laughs> I love you just crunch some quick numbers. You did the math, bro. He did the you fucking did the math. math. All right, so the average density of you. porcelain. Or if you're British, you did the math. <laughs> the math, yeah. more than one math. Yeah, yeah. The average density of porcelain is 146.7057 pounds per square per foot, foot or cubic mm -hmm. foot. Thank you. Cubic foot. Making the average volume of a toilet 0.5794 pounds per cubic foot. Gold's density is 1,206 pounds per cubic foot, which means the toilet would weigh 698.756 pounds. Whoa. Whoa. And the last price of gold I can find is $29,638 per pound. So it would have had a raw cost of twenty. Million 
$709,730.30. That is, of course, if it was made exactly like a regular toilet with the double walls and things like that, and also to the same thickness, right. those types of and things. And assuming that so the gold, it, that it was yeah. solid throughout and not just like yeah. plated in gold, for example. Plated, and also, exactly, isn't the, isn't yeah. the quality, like there would be a big difference between 24 carat, which is pure gold. Sure. Versus, let's say, 10 yeah. karat gold, which would be significantly less, right? Exactly. There's many different yeah. things. But one thing that we did get was another message from someone who said, yes, that is a $6 million toilet because it is most, it is gold and it's heavy. But it's not, they, I, I don't think they said it was 700 pounds heavy. I think they said it was like, you know, 150 pounds or something. It was much, much, much lighter than a, a regular toilet if it were the same thickness made out Here's of gold. Here's what I know. It's, it's a thinner walls and things like that. Here's what I know to be true, Cecil. I can pick up 150 pounds and run with it if I get $6 million out of it. I know, like I couldn't run far, but I know myself. And if there's $6 million on the line, I know I was joking like- 150 pounds? 150 pounds? Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, That thing's on my shoulder in a fireman's carry and I'm, I might not be sprinting, but I'll put some, I'll put some fucking juice on that thing. 700 pounds? 700 pounds? That's me and two buddies. Mm. Yeah, you right? gotta, you're going to need that, a... Now, if I had a hand truck, maybe, yeah. but anything else, no. no. Yeah, 700 pounds? No, I can't touch 700. 700 pounds to me is bolted to the earth. So this is a Patreon comment um, from DJ. He says, hey, I love you guys' show. Recently bought your book. I'm enjoying it, but I wanted to ask if you had a PDF or something of the citations just to make it easier to go to the hyperlink. So that book would be... What is that book, Cecil? Well, that book is The Grand Unified Theory of Bullshit, uh, authored by both of us and uh, sold at our website and on Amazon. And there is a PDF that you can that, that we have, but I do not believe that the hyperlinks are active. I can't remember if the hyperlinks were active in that PDF or in the Amazon version. So if you have a physical version, uh, we just don't have a hyperlink of all the PDFs. And if you bought a PDF version or a, an EPUB version or uh, a Kindle version, I think they might be that I think they, it's possible that we paid that we, that the money we paid to have somebody format it, they did that. But I can't remember. It was at this point, it's a three and a half year old book. So I can't remember exactly. But, uh, but uh, we did spend a lot of time making sure that all those hyperlinks were right. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> we made sure they were right, but you can't follow them. You'd have to type them all in. So <laughs> yeah, got to type them in or yeah, type them in. Or, you know, what you could do is you can send us a message at dissonancepod.com. If you bought the book, an actual book book version, and you wanted to see if you could get a PDF, I can see if like there's a PDF that Ian can get to you, but send us a message at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com and we can see if we can get you something. Here's a story from Stone Banana. Here's an email I never thought I'd write, he says, but I spent many years in industrial construction and maintenance as a boilermaker and pipe fitter where 99% of toilets were portable. Splashback is worst when they're cleaned out because there's nothing to disrupt the surface tension, (laughs) preventing whatever hits the water from creating an air pocket or slow the speed of the fluid rushing back to fill the air pocket, creating a Worthington jet of liquid straight back to your butthole. It is easy to avoid, though. All you have to do is lay toilet paper or napkins on the surface of the liquid, which slows down the poop, changes the angle of the splashback, and makes the effect weaker. You know what I want to see? I want to see a a, a super slow-mo version of the poo going in and David Attenborough (laughs) talking about how the poo's going in. 
and then the splash back and he's talking about the Worthington jet or whatever. <laughs> I just want to, I just, what I want is a full on David Attenborough hiding in the bush talking about poop breaking surface tension. <laughs> and the thing is now with AI, it's easy. Someone, Someone could just make, make that. that. Someone could just make yeah. that. I, I want the classic Attenborough narration where it's just like, here we find in yeah. his native habitat, the construction worker, a boiler maker, perhaps ready to lay down. It was just like a whole Attenborough-esque narration. He has spent the day <laughs> laying down pipe and now he will lay down his own pipe. <laughs> <laughs> A steamer for the boiler maker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this story comes from Joe. He says he's catching up. He's been working through the back catalog about a year in and just getting to episode 500. On number 483, during the Dave Warnock interview, Tom made a joke about people wearing jeans to his funeral and it reminded me of going to funerals for my white trash extended family and seeing the husband, husband of the deceased in cargo shorts and a sleeveless Punisher shirt oh, that used to just on. be a T-shirt. I feel like the jeans aren't so bad. There's a couple of times Holy in your fuck. life where or you can't be overdressed. And that funeral is one of them, right? You can, If you're in a suit as a dude or a nice outfit as a lady, like a black outfit as a lady, you know, in a, in a dress or whatever, however, you know, fancy you want to look. I mean, clearly you're not going to wear a prom dress, right? right to a, right. if you're a woman, if a, a woman has it harder than a guy, because they have to pick a, 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 a modest looking, sad sort of outfit, which is more difficult, I think, than dudes. Dudes just have to have a, a dark right. suit, but you should never as a guy feel like you're overdressed for a funeral in a suit. You should always, I mean, I would in never my opinion, not wear a suit I think you should funeral. always go in a suit, period. Yes. Never go. I don't even care if it's the middle of summer. No, you wear a gonna, suit you to a go fucking in a funeral. That's rude to wear anything else. Yeah. It is insane. I went to a funeral up in Michigan for some extended family, Cecil, maybe three, four years ago. And it was um, my cousin's, it was like, a, I don't know exactly, like, it was like, it was, but it was a young man in my family that died. He was 15, 16 years old. Um, and he had, he had died. It was sort of ex expected. He had a long-term illness, so it wasn't totally unexpected, but it was still very sad. He's a, you know, he's a teenage kid, you know, who passed away. And like, it was my, my Michigan family. So they're my extended family. I did what I always do. So I, I put on a nice suit. I got in the car. I drove from my house to Grand Rapids. I attended the services. I drove back. Dude, I got there and like the, the, like the immediate family were not all wearing suits for the funeral of like yeah. a child in their family. And I was, yeah, man. I was like, I, I fucking drove seven hours today in a suit. Yeah. You live yep. 15 fucking minutes away. Like put on a goddamn suit. What is wrong yeah, with the you? The close family- right. The close family is in, you know, a polo and like one with like a pattern on it. And it's a button up sort of what looks like a very casual looking like, like shirt, like a button up short sleeve shirt. And you think, you know, you shouldn't be in a casual button up short sleeve no. shirt. You should be at the, I mean, at the very worst, you set your coat down and you're in a button down shirt with a yes. tie. Like that's what you should be. I mean, I can I can forgive not wearing a tie, right? I think some people don't like ties, and that's okay. You know, I would wear a tie to a 
a funeral, but I think like there's a level that you don't go, you don't need to go if you don't want to, if you feel uncomfortable, whatever. But I think like, it's just respectful to the P I'm maybe I'm old fashioned. I'm sure there's people out there who hear this and they think, nah, man, I wouldn't wear that to a funeral. I'll be like, okay, well then you do you, but I genuinely feel like it's, it's borderline disrespectful to show up in anything less than, you know, I would say dress like an accountant, yeah, man. right? With a shirt. It uh, like a nice shirt, button-down shirt tucked in with his tie. I think that's, at that level, that's about where you, that's the lowest level I think anyone there should be at. If Dude, I, I won't even wear a flashy shirt with my suit to a funeral. Sure, I wear a white I shirt. I'll wear a white or a light blue shirt. Those are the only things I'll yeah, wear. I'll I wear, wear a, a white, white shirt, shirt or with a, a black, yeah. I, I have a funeral suit. It's a white shirt with a black tie and a black suit yeah. coat and black suit pants. That's my funeral attire. And as you get older, you need one, by the way. As you get older, you should just go buy one and just have one. You should have a funeral suit because as you're going to need it more. You, you need your wedding suit in your 20s to 30s, and then you need your funeral suit 50s, in your 50s, 60s, 60s and 70s. <laughs> so this is from Chris in Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne. Melbourne, Australia. This is a long, this is a long message. I'll just read it. Um, this is a long message about ranked choice voting, basically. Um you know, in the, especially at the end, he talks about how, you know, there is very much uh, the ability to, uh, to have ranked choice voting in our country. And we got another message about this too. And I can't agree more. I think there needs to be way, way, way more ranked choice voting in this oh, country. Yeah. I think, I think every state needs to push as hard as they can to get ranked choice voting. Yeah. Ranked choice voting is not only a more fair system, it's just an objectively more fair system but it is also the only system of voting that will not collapse everything into like a bizarre hyper polarized left and right. That is the yeah. only hope we have of actually getting sensible fucking candidates. If you want to know why we have hyper polarized parties and fucking octogenarians fighting septuagenarians, it's because of the bizarro voting world system that we have today. Ranked choice voting would just fix it overnight. Would literally fix it overnight. Ranked choice voting could really change it, especially in-state for in-state elections when you're talking about governor. I mean, you could really get progressive candidates really easily in that system. And there's a brand new crop of young people who would, who would love to get more progressive candidates in state and local positions that you could easily do if you had a ranked choice system. For sure. So getting ranked choice voting in our, in our, in our states should be a number one priority for every single blue state. And then just trying to get it across in all the red states where you can and when you can, it should absolutely be the thing. You know, if a Democrat wins over a seat in a traditionally re Republican area, they should, the first thing they should do is try to push for ranked choice voting. And the Democrats, the problem is the Democrats won't do it. What you need is you need, you need people and that are uh, progressives that are pushing that Democrat yeah. to be like, you don't do it. You're yep. fucked. And push them as hard as you can to make sure they do it because ranked choice voting changes so much of our country. We got a bunch of messages about it, um, but it really does change so much of overnight. our country. Overnight, overnight, which is why we won't get it. It's too good for us. Um, I want to. I want to mention we got a message, a bunch of messages about this on Patreon when we posted this. Now, this was a comment that we were talking about. We had a comment that we were talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene and her inability to read, and several people on Patreon and different places had said that we shouldn't give any quarter to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's she's a giant asshole. She's a shitty person. She's in bed with Nazis if she isn't one already. 
and she's, you know, a terrible person. We shouldn't, you know, if it hurts her and makes her feel bad, that's a good thing. And while I don't disagree that we should go after Marjorie Taylor Greene with whatever we have, the one thing I want to point out is we got a message here. This is a this is someone who sent us a message and said, thank you as a poor reader. I really thank you very much for not attacking Marjorie Taylor Greene for being a poor reader. And one thing I think that people who listen don't understand is that when you make fun of somebody for something that they can't control, what it does is it makes people feel bad that do it and that have that same trait, right? So that's the problem is, is that you're, the splashback hits other mm-hmm. people. You're not making fun of them yep. or attacking them for being bad. You're attacking them for something that other people who might not have those same traits also share. And that splashback is collateral damage and hits all those other people who might be poor readers and they're not Nazis. And so you you wind up hurting people that you don't intend to hurt. And so I know there was a lot of people who said, you know what, we we can't take any quarter. And I, I agree with you when it comes to her policies, when it comes to anything else that she's done, but I shouldn't attack her for something that somebody else in our audience may be suffering through. And if you want to avoid splashback, put some napkins down first. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> you do this? Every time she walks into Congress, she's just covered toilet in toilet paper. paper. And it's like someone just throws it oh around my God. her. We so should that, TP Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene. Uh, like so a fucking good. Halloween prank. Just like run up to her, so just TP her. All right. Thank you very much for sending in your messages. Remember, you can always send a message to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com and uh, we'll read it. Uh, and if it, and if in a couple months when there's a fifth Thursday, if we put, we're going to, we throw these in a big, pile. We have uh, Sarah go through our email and she puts them in a big pile. And then we read through them and and make decisions on what we're going to read. So if you want to send a message into us at any time on any subject that we talk about on the show, and you want to, you have a question or a comment, you leave, there's a chance it might wind up in our mailbag for the next time we do this. So, uh, so please, we encourage everybody to always, if you have an opportunity to send us a message, we'd love to hear from people. We'd love to hear your, your perspective and your perspective, by the way, changes our minds. Sometimes there's been times in the past that I've read emails and it's changed my mind. So please don't stop sending that in. And you might learn how to use a porter shitter. There's always an opportunity to learn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up for our short mailbag section. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Um, we'll catch you on Monday. Uh, until then, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this.
The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.